You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. Our expert guests help you to understand coronavirus disease 2019 and how you can manage your health, well-being and financial security during this time. Hi there, Desi here. I'm a clinical psychologist. Good to have you join me today, not just as a psychologist sharing information on a topic, but as a fellow human being living through this difficult time. I'm hoping that together we can think about what it means to be human and how we can find our way through an existence that has many twists and turns. Something that's been on my mind is the way in which COVID-19 and all this pandemic has brought us highlights the different ways that we as human beings suffer in the course of living. With all we're currently seeing, hearing about, living through, it's nearly impossible to deny that being a person comes with its own limitations. We can't predict all danger. There are forces greater than us. We don't have control over other people and their actions, neither over the economy, and in some cases not even our job security. And we engage in the world through bodies that can suffer permanent injury, we get ill, we die. We may not all have suffered simultaneously in this very same way before, living with the current restrictions and limitations and fears, but people all over the world every day face illness, death, poverty, hunger, unemployment, lack of freedom, traumatizing work environments, and deprivation of the material things they need to care for themselves, to just live better lives. Suffering is quite a heavy word and may bring up different images in each of our minds. Simply put, suffering means experiencing discomfort, hardship, distress, harm, or even the threat of harm. And we can suffer in different ways. For example, we can have physical pain in the body through illness, disability, hunger. We may suffer mentally when grieving, anxious or lonely or heartbroken. And we can even be subjected to social suffering due to discrimination, social exclusion, human rights violations. And then for some of us, there's existential suffering where we wonder what the meaning of life is. What's the point? Why exist at all? When we fight to stay alive, what are we actually fighting for? Suffering is caused by different things, varies in how intense it is, how long it lasts, even how aware we are of it. It impacts on our quality of life, our well-being, and whether we thrive or not. It occupies resources that, were we not suffering, we could have invested in aspects other than surviving. When suffering experiences build up, we face many at once, or we've suffered from childhood at different times, in different ways, our ability to bear suffering may be exhausted, and we may become numb to it as if surviving on autopilot. And when suffering overwhelms us, we tend to turn to anything that can quickly take it away. Perhaps we reach for a substance that we've learned makes reality bearable, anything from illegal drugs to food. Or we've figured out that if we act in a certain way, the pain of suffering dulls. Sex, chronic busyness, gaming. When we feel trapped by suffering, we may even begin to wish for relief, fantasize about how we can take back control and make it all stop. This can lead us down the path of thinking about ending our lives. How we make sense of suffering influences how we cope with it. Some look at it through a religious lens, accepting it as an essential part of life. For others, it's senseless, or perhaps meaningful if they can suffer well, or reduce suffering for others. In some Eastern traditions, suffering is seen as something we bring upon ourselves through our desires and attachments. There are those who believe we should be working towards eliminating suffering and those who think it's a natural part of life that just simply cannot be removed. 
And some of us may choose to alleviate our own suffering at the expense of someone else, while for others, the closer contact with suffering intensifies our empathy and ignites a desire to help alleviate it for all. So what does all of this mean for us right now? How do we cope within our current SA COVID-19 reality of illness, death, grieving, job losses, anxiety, anger, fear, lack of food and other essentials, gender-based violence, traumatizing work conditions, and so much more. There's no utopian solution, I'm afraid. How wonderful it would be if there was. So we do what we can. We see how well it works for us, and we realign based on that. A good starting point is gentleness and compassion towards ourselves for the difficulties we're facing, knowing they're part of this life rather than a personal failure or judgment. We also look towards what we know about adversity, resilience, and living in spite of it all. Resilience refers to the ability to adapt to difficult life changes or situations. And it's not only about making it through, but also about learning and growing in the process. Basically, when we come up against an obstacle, we can acknowledge to ourselves how tough this is, how disappointed we are that this is our reality, without getting lost in this completely. It helps to know that if we're living and breathing, we're going to be facing different challenges as we go. This is unavoidable. Many of them are not our fault. And if we feel the suffering deeply, if it debilitates us at times, this too does not say anything bad about us. From all we've learned about resilience, existence, suffering, there are some ways we can chip away at the pain we feel. When you first learn about a setback, Give yourself time. Give your emotions a chance to ease. Once the sadness, fear, anger, disappointment is less intense, it will be biologically easier for you to have mental clarity. So don't pressure yourself to come up with a solution right there and then. The part of our brain that helps us reason and problem solve goes quiet in emotionally charged situations. When we're hurting, how we care for our bodies and minds matters so that we don't add to our suffering but rather stay as healthy as we can. So eat well, get enough sleep and exercise, and avoid quick-fix temptations that numb for now but add more to have to deal with later. Replace alcohol or any substance you choose, comfort eating, social media distraction, with things that will benefit you in the long run. In the midst of struggle, there can still be moments of calm or joy, even if they're fleeting. Try out stress management techniques and mindful practices like journaling, yoga, meditation. Creating and expanding these pockets of time can bring much-needed relief. A lot of the setbacks we face are not permanent, but in the moment, it can feel like it's the end. Help yourself by stepping back to look at the overall picture, including the possibility that you may be in a better place in a few weeks or months' time, even if you cannot yet see how this may happen. Connecting with others, leaning in for support and comfort helps to hold us during tough times. Family, friendships, romantic relationships, faith communities, social groups, all of these provide opportunities for human connection and help us to see that we're not alone. Yes, others can't take away the struggle, but they can join forces with us, share their ideas and inspire. Nature and its soothing, slower pace can be so therapeutic. Sit outside, go for walks, take up an outdoor sport and notice how you feel during and after time outside. Then we can purposefully look for the things we're grateful for, even if it's that we're able to hear or see or move our bodies. We can also look for meaning, a reason to bear the pain. What are the things that make you want to live? 
What are you doing in the moments in your life when you feel content, at peace? Perhaps it's being a parent, a friend, or when you help others in their time of need. Or maybe it's about learning, developing a talent, contributing to society. Some people draw meaning from their faith. Is there a way that something meaningful can come from this challenge? Volunteer your time to help relieve the suffering for someone else too. What a wonderful way to remind ourselves that we are not powerless, that we can help bring into the world more of what we wish was there for us. Watch out for approaches that make challenges even heavier. What I mean by this is once we've hit an obstacle, we can make it harder on ourselves by spending all of our time fighting it rather than accepting that it's there and then using our energy to explore how to climb over it instead. Along these lines, it helps to turn our attention to what is within our control rather than staring endlessly at what we cannot change. Look back on previous tough times. What helped you make it through then? Can you apply some of that now? Facing a challenge is tiring. So take breaks. You don't have to keep pushing until you fix it. Just do it bit by bit. Expect setbacks and make room for them. Make room for flexibility. Your plans will hardly go exactly as you see them in your mind, but this doesn't necessarily mean all is lost. Imagine flowing the way water does. At points it rushes freely, at others it's just a trickle. Either way, it just keeps moving, and the consistency and perseverance create a path, wearing away at obstacles in time. Ask for help when you need it. It's part of being a caring parent to ourselves. Life is bigger than us, and at times, we are going to need some extra reinforcement to withstand the storm. When we face setbacks, there's an opportunity to identify what we had that we never noticed but now miss. Just like with the current lockdown, many of us were not as aware of how much simple things like taking a walk, going for coffee with a friend, or celebrating a birthday with loved ones was adding to our lives until that was taken away. This can enrich our post-lockdown lives we can come to have a greater appreciation for the freedom to do all of these things, spending less time preoccupied with what we think we don't yet have. If you found what you've heard here meaningful and want more, explore books, authors, podcasts on life and pain and meaning, on existential philosophy. So many people before us have wrestled with similar thoughts, feelings, desires, frustrations, and have expressed this in literature and music and poetry. We can find pieces of ourselves in their works, feel comforted by a shared existence, and even realize or learn something that can make moving through life lighter. If you're drawn to questioning life, its meaning, its challenges, create spaces where you can engage this part of you, whether it's through reading a book, writing, or chatting to a loved one who has the same curiosity, even by joining an online existential philosophy community. And as always, if the pain is too much, just too heavy, reach out to someone who can help you carry it. This podcast was brought to you by Discovery. Stay informed, stay healthy.